Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. How many can sense the presence of God in this place? I'm excited about what God is doing. And um, how many enjoyed Youth Takeover Sunday last week? It was so good. Um, Such an amazing couple of Sundays with Easter and water baptism. And I know God is really on the move. And I want to encourage you that no matter what you're going through in this moment, we serve a God that's moved mountains before. And he is in the process of moving it in your life. All you need is a little bit of faith. Not even a lot of faith. All you need is a little bit of faith. And God is going to move mountains in your life. Let's pray. God, I thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing today. God, I thank you, Lord, that you would touch our hearts God, let us hear what we need to hear today. Let us experience what you want us to experience. Father, I thank you, Lord, that this would not just be words that go in one ear and out the other, but, God, that we would have an experience with you, that something in this would help us on the faith journey that we're on. Something on this would would help us be more successful in the life that you've given us. So we thank you, God, for that. In Jesus' name, everybody said Amen. Well, today I want to talk to you about the transformational power of love. The transformational power of love. Now, I'm not talking about bubblegum love or high school love or Hollywood rom-com love. Not talking about the imperfect kind of love that the world offers. But I'm talking about the unbiased, unconditional, powerful love of God. That's what I want to talk to you about today. Love in its pure form. Love in its original form, the way God created it. The Apostle Paul, um, he says something in 1 Corinthians 13. We like to say this a lot of times at weddings. And it starts on verse 4. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. And love never fails. So today I want to talk to you about love. And as crazy as it might sound... All you need is love. So that's what I want our series to be about for the next couple of weeks. All you need is love. Say it with me one time. All you need is love. It sounds good already. Are you all ready today? 1 Corinthians 13, 4, it, it starts like this. Love is patient. Love is kind. And as I was really just praying this week, I thought, let's start right there. Love is patient. Love is kind. True love is just that. True love is patient and kind. Love alters the way that we see the world around us. Love alters the way we treat others. Amen? Some people need to hear that today. 
So out of this great generous love that flows from God into us, and then through us, it demonstrates his characteristics. So as I'm filled up with his love, I become more patient. As I'm filled up with his love, I become more kind. And as I fill up with his love, it, it changes me. Husbands, it changes the way you treat your wives. It trains the way, treats, changes the way you treat your kids. And wives, it changes the way you treat your husbands. Parents, it changes the way that you parent. Family, it changes the way you treat each other. Even at home, love is patient. Love is kind. In the men's group on Wednesday, we talk about patience. And we talk about how it takes a lot of patience to be a good man. It takes patience to be a good husband or father. That's what's so amazing about God's love. God's love transforms us into the best version of ourselves. Before his love, maybe you were shouting at your kids, arguing with your spouse. But the more you get filled up with this love, it changes every dynamic about your life. And more and more you begin to discover patience. You begin to discover the kindness of the Lord. But you say to me, oh, well, I know people that are saved and they still argue with their wife and they still shouting at their kids and they're still shouting at everybody. <laughs> they're still a bad friend. <laughs> when I look at some people, I think the same thing. I think, what type of salvation did they receive? Because the salvation that I know about, the love of a heavenly father, is a love that transforms. It changes us on a fundamental level. When you invite this love into your heart, it will transform you. Now, there was a disciple. His name was John. And John really loved the Lord. Now, all the disciples loved the Lord, but this in particular, John really loved the Lord. John always wanted to sit beside him, uh, sit beside him, uh, sit beside him even at the Last Supper. And his mom one, one day came up and said, hey, can James and my son John sit on either side of you even when you go to heaven and you rule the kingdom? And we're not exactly sure how that all panned out, but we do know that the scholars would call John, John the Beloved. In John's gospel, he calls himself, he refers to himself, the one who the Lord loved. So from the perspective of John, the apostle of love, he gives us this revelation in 1 John 4, 7 and 8. He says, dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. So if your salvation doesn't change how you treat people, maybe you got saved, but maybe you don't really know him that well. Because his love will change you. When you know him, he changes you. When you know his love, it changes you. If his love isn't changing you, you really haven't discovered his love yet. Maybe you've talked about it, maybe you've read about it, maybe you've heard a few sermons about it, maybe you've been near some people that knew about it. But his love, when it gets a hold of you, will change you. Right. His love is going to change you. His love, when it gets a hold of you, will not leave you in the same place, being the same person, doing the same things. 
treating people the same way. His love will transform you. And his love takes you on a journey. At first, you don't know his love. Then you discover his love. Then his love begins to change you little by little or a lot by a lot. You're going to discover patience for people all around you. And you begin to discover kindness. And the list goes on. His love takes the rough edges off until the true treasure is revealed. His love being at work in your life doesn't mean you're automatically and immediately perfect. But it does mean you're on a journey of transformation. Little by little, glory to glory, victory to victory, we're transformed, right? The Apostle Paul said, I press towards the mark of the high calling in Philippians 3. And then Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians, I run a race. And so it's this concept of there's a starting line and there's a finish line. There's a place that we start and there's a place that we end. I start when I come to Christ. I finish when I see the Lord face to face. There's a start and there's an end. There's an in-between, though, that is the journey. And if you're on this journey with God, that is a journey of love. Discovering how to love Him more. Journey of discovering how He's loving you. And how you should love others. Love will take you on a journey. It will cause you to be patient. Not just with people you like, but people that irritate you. People that frustrate you. People that get on your last nerve. Love will show you. Will expand you to be able to be patient with those people. Because out of this divine love will flow a divine patience. And a divine kindness with other people. 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Right? Let us love one another for love comes from God and everyone who loves, has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. That's heavy. He that doesn't love doesn't know God. We are commanded to love. We're encouraged to love. We're reminded to love. We're disciples when we love. We're recognized by His love. And if we don't love, we don't really have a relationship with him, right? Is that what John is saying? Is that what you're understanding that he's saying? So when we say all you need is love, that's because love is the starting point and love is the ending point and love is the journey in between. Because if God is love and every good gift comes from him, then let me start with love. Let me finish with love. Let love be my journey. Let love be my motivation. Let love be my filter for life. All you need is love. And every good thing will flow from that place. Every good decision will flow from that place. Every good relationship will flow from that place. The place of love. Every good gift coming out of love. It started with his love. And his love will bring it to completion. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Love is the genesis. Love is the conclusion. 1 John 13.13, 13, and now these three things remain. After prophecy and all these things fade away. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest... 
of even these three things is love. Greater than faith, greater than hope, yes, love. Every good thing will flow from the place, the motivation, the filter of love. Be a good disciple. Be a good person. When we learn to be a good disciple, we'll be a good human being. Right? Jesus said, you can hang all the law and all the prophets on these two commands. Some people call it the golden the golden rules or the golden commands or the greatest commands, the greatest principles. And it was really what happened was Jesus was in this moment that there were some teachers of the law and, and, and people that were really experts that tried to corner him and tried to catch him in some type of saying the wrong thing. And um, they said, well, which is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, I'll, I'll take you up on that. And so Jesus, in all of his wisdom, he said, I'm going to consolidate this. I'm going to make this so concise and so simple for you to get. Love God and love people. All the law, all the prophets, all the historical writings, you can hang it on these two things. You can, if you really needed to simplify, what's my faith all about? Jesus said, love God, love people. Love God, love people. All you need is love. It can all flow, all your faith, all your faith expression, all your purpose expression can flow from a place of love. I teach our leaders here at Hope, I said lead with love. Don't start with discipline, don't start with correction, don't start with behavioral modification, Start with love. Don't even start with the sin problems in people's life. Start with love. Every good thing will flow out of the place of love. Because you know what? If I love you and then we have relationship, who the Lord loves, he corrects, we'll eventually get to that. But it starts with love. It finishes with love. Everything in between is love. Love God and love people. And he, he said, love your neighbor as yourself. That's a funny thing. We, people love to leave off the first and greatest commandment, and they go straight to the second commandment, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. Where did you get that from? The Bible? From Jesus? What did he say before that? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul. All right. So, But when we actually are loving our neighbor as ourselves... We have to think about that because there's a parallel between that and something that Jesus said in another parable. He said, when they came in the last days, he said, where were you when I was hungry? Where were you when I was thirsty? Where were you when I was in prison? Where were you when I was sick? Where were you when I was naked? So he said, treat others as you would want to be treated. He said, love your neighbor as your care for your neighbor. When your neighbor has been beat up by life, love them. When they have been stabbed in the back, when they have been mistreated by others, pick them up. You be the good Samaritan. Love your neighbor. Care for them. How would you treat yourself? Buy them the steak dinner. 
Care for your neighbor with the same care that you have for yourself. Forgive your neighbor as easily sometimes as we forgive ourselves. I love how Jesus can say something so simple, but it has mass implications throughout our life. His love changes us every day in every way. And His love gets a hold of you. It's going to change you every day in every way. If you really allow His love to filter through your life, to invade all the different areas, and every moment, every decision is going to be impacted by that same love that is impacting you. We cannot escape the love of God, nor can we escape the responsibility to love others. His love is so great. David said it this way. If I tried to make my bed in hell, he would find me there. His love. His love is powerful. His love is a force to behold. It's it's greater than nature, greater than the universe. And when his love gets a hold of you, it will absolutely never leave you the same. So I think about Jesus in this powerful love as he was dying on the cross, filled with love and compassion and a duty to save and redeem. Jesus' mission was a mission of love. And as we pick up that mission, we pick up that mission of love. A love for God and a love for people. Now everything we do has got to be motivated by love everything we do must be seen through the lens of this divine love every choice that we make every person that we touch has to go through the filter of God's love would you bow your heads with me today I want to pray for you I want to pray that this love just floods your life maybe you're at the beginning of your journey Maybe you're halfway in. Maybe you haven't even started your journey with his love. I'm not even talking about salvation right now. I'm talking about his love, his love, his love, his love. His love will lift you up to a whole nother level. Change the way you see life. God, I thank you for each and every person that's here. God, I thank you that you would touch them. You know where they are, God, in their faith walk. You know where they are in their relationship with you. God, the more we come into relationship with you, the more we discover your love. God, we invite your love into our life. Not just to bear the name Christian, but to have the heart of Christ. Oh, man. That makes a world of difference. God, we don't want to just be called Christians. We want to be known as Christians by our love. The way we love God and the way we love people. God, let it all start with love. God, let our journey be a journey of love. To better love people. God, you loved people so much. You came and you died. God, teach us how to do that. 
to put ourselves second, to put ourselves last so that we can make someone first. Treat somebody the way that you would want them treated. Maybe they've been beat up by life. Maybe they've had the worst turn of events. But God, your love flowing through us, your love at work in us, it not only heals us, it heals others around us. God, we welcome your love into our lives. And his heads are bowed. Maybe you say, Pastor, my life isn't where it needs to be with Jesus. I've kind of drifted in my relationship with him. At one moment, I could really sense that love. I could sense his presence. I could sense him. But I, I'm, I think I've drifted. If that's you or you say, maybe, Pastor, I'm not sure if I really ever had that. Would you just slip up your hand? I want to pray with you right where you are today. Amen. Amen. That's the most important thing is when we recognize I need Jesus. If that's you, slip up your hand. And if you raise your hand, I want to pray this prayer with you. And everybody, you can pray in agreement with this. Jesus, thank you for your immense love for me. How you died for me. How you gave it all up for me. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I'm sorry for the times I drifted, the times I sinned, the times I missed the mark. Jesus, forgive me. Give me a fresh start today. Apply the power of your cross and the power of your love to my life today. I need it. I want to walk with you. I want to live like you. I want to love like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give God the highest praise today. I'm so excited about God and his love and what it does to us. Because when we let God's love get a hold of us, we will never, ever be the same. Let's give God the praise today. Thanks again for listening. If you like this message, make sure to like and share. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, share hope with someone today.